What's up, guys? Welcome in to Post Loons episode 22. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. And uh, it's not it's not good, most of it. A 4-0 home loss, or excuse me, road loss at Sporting Kansas City. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in to the post-game show after this uh very, very one-sided defeat. We don't see this too much from Minnesota United. Uh, Seattle beat them 4-0 in the very first game of the season. Uh, since then, played in some pretty competitive matches over the last few years. You don't see this Minnesota United team get blown out like this. So it's a shocker when it happens, and uh, it happened at the hands of Sporting Kansas City tonight. What's up? Jeremy Rushing here with you for the post-game show for Post Loons. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you could leave us a question or comment in the chat to respond to. Also give us that thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube as well. Um, Sam Pfeiffer getting in. Sam, our friend from Pot on Yulun's getting in right in with the uh, question in the chat here. What beer did you drink during this game? Sam, buddy, this was not a beer game. We went straight for the hard stuff tonight, okay? In addition to our good friends, Night Street Soccer and Coffee, today's edition of Post Loot is also sponsored by Doers. That's all I'm going to say. Um, this is one of those nights, one of those matches where uh, you go straight to the hard stuff. And um, unfortunately, it comes at an inopportune time for Minnesota United 2. Um, the buffer between them and the playoff line is not, uh, not substantial at this point. And they could very well see themselves on the outside looking in when all is said and done. Now, there will be some comments and questions, I'm sure, coming in about the lack of options for Minnesota United tonight. The laundry list of absences from yellow card accumulation for Chase Gasper and Ozzy Alonzo to injuries to Emmanuel Reynoso. Um, I get it. There's a lot uh, missing from Minnesota United tonight. And the Minnesota United team we saw on the field is probably not a playoff team, right? Missing all those pieces. And Sporting Kansas City now sitting first in the West. After that win, I mean, they're probably they're, they're four goals better at least than the Minnesota United team that was on the field. But what I want to discuss here early on, and I promise we'll get to the three things, and I promise I'll get to questions and comments. But I want to I, what I want to hit on right now is how th how thin this loons team seems to be because tonight was really a test of we've heard this team has quality and depth. I have said it. We've kind of been led to believe that this team is deep and on paper, they look pretty deep, but in practice, when you actually have those guys on the field in a big spot in a big match where you could really use a point for no loss, DJ Taylor, not ready for this kind of moment, not ready for this kind of match, not ready to go up against a player like Johnny Russell. And that's okay. I don't want to seem cynical or um, like I'm, I'm talking down to anybody that was on the field tonight. Um, I mean, some players played very poorly. I think this was uh, Tyler Miller's worst game since he's been at Minnesota United. Will Trapp was non-existent. Uh, you know, a lot of guys who you're normally used to seeing production from just did not show up. So, yes, there is blame to be had. But there's no blame really to go around when uh, for the guys who are thrown into the situation if they're not ready for it. We have been led to believe 
that these players are ready for this moment, are ready for this situation, that this team is deep. And when guys go down in the dog days of summer, we we are ready to throw guys in who can contribute. Didn't seem to, didn't seem like that was the case tonight. Um, and unfortunately, DJ Taylor was sort of front and center with that, just getting eaten alive. Um, Sporting Kansas City basically did the same thing all match long, found success the same way all match long, pushing the ball up their right side, getting Johnny Russell with DJ Taylor, and basically just completely obliterating Taylor on their way to sending a ball or a cross or whatever in from the right side and then ending up in the back of the net or, or at least ending up in a solid goal-scoring chance. That happened time and time again. There was an onslaught late in the first half, and uh, we saw how that ended. Um, so that, to me, is most concerning. This team does not look to be nearly as deep as we have been led to believe. At full strength, this Minnesota United team is very, very good. Very good. When the starting 11 is at its optimal level, when you have the, the 11 guys you want in the starting 11, you'd be hard-pressed to find three or four better lineups in the entire league. But the problem is when you have some of these guys go down, we have seen gaping holes in depth. And that showed in spades tonight. Chris Alphaby says, two wins in nine, both against Houston, unacceptable from a team with title hopes. Hashtag Heath out. Uh, this is not a good stretch. Not a good stretch at all. Uh, that's a great point. I did not realize that the only two wins that you've had in your last nine were both against Houston, um, who are the bottom feeders of the league right now, if you don't know. Uh, so, yeah, it's you, you need guys back. You need guys healthy. Um, you need to, at this point, you need to find a way to get healthy, just find a way to get into the playoffs and ensure that you have no absences or omissions when you get there. That is really, I think, the best you can hope for right now for a Minnesota United fan. I think those dreams of top four, those dreams of hope playoff game, I think those are sort of out the window at this point. Um, I think the dropping points the way you have over these last couple weeks um, is is put you out of that conversation. But what you can do and what could maybe be the formula for another deep playoff run is if you just find a way to get in and you get everybody back healthy at that time. That to me is the one scenario I can see where Minnesota United can make a run. But other than that, if they're missing anybody um, for extended periods of time, uh, it does not look likely at this point, especially with the lack of a buffer that they have now from that playoff line, that they uh, you know, could be uh, in that mix or uh, get into the playoffs when all is said and done. Uh, if you're just tuning into the show, please go leave a question or comment on the stream. Would love to answer it, respond to that. Also, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Got to shout out our good friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee as well. Our title sponsors, very proud to have them on board. You'll hear more about them in just a little bit. But first, I'm going to get to my three things. And I've kind of alluded to some of these, but we're going to go in more detail. My first thing is nobody stepped up. One of my pregame questions that I write down to sort of shape these three things is who will step up to play a vital role given all the absences? Nobody really did. Um, with Jace Gasper being out, a lot of pressure would be on Tyler Miller. 
to keep a you know potential clean sheet or keep Sporting Kansas City at bay to make sure Minnesota has an opportunity. Um, to me, this was one of the worst goalkeeping performances we have seen from a Loons player over the last couple of years. Now, with that being said, that bar is really high, right? I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it, you know, it's all in blue in the face. Minnesota United has been so, so blessed with great goalkeepers over these last three seasons. From Vito Minone to Tyler Miller, Dane St. Clair, back to Tyler Miller. Um, can't get much better than that over a three-season stretch and goal, right? Um, so, yeah, that, that bar is pretty high, but it's deservedly high. Tyler Miller has been statistically one of the best goalkeepers in the league since he took over the job from Dane St. Clair. Tonight, huge, huge far cry from that quality we're used to seeing from him in net. Um, you know, causing the foul that led to the absolute dagger uh, PK goal right before half that sends you into the locker room down three. No, that's a killer. Um, made a couple mistakes as well. Just not a good night for Tyler Miller and goal. Um, like we already mentioned DJ Taylor, the struggles he had. Um, and then none of the other guys we're used to seeing play vital roles when this team is at full strength. None of those guys really stepped up to, to play a huge factor. Franco Fragapane, uh, will trap just nobody, nobody was there to, make a significant impact. Adrian Unu um, just did not see that from anyone. So nobody stepped up. That is my first thing. Nobody stepped up tonight uh, when it was needed. Number two, the two-striker system. I was really excited to see this. I was really excited to see a long, a, a large sample size of two strikers out there at once. Because while it was a 4 2 3 one, it essentially was a two-striker setup with both Unu and Adi on the field at once. Um, unfortunately, did not bear any fruit for Minnesota United. They had a good start, um, had a couple chances early on that they weren't able to um, convert on, and then it was pretty much all SKC from that point out. Um, not the quality you want to see, and not what I expected to see at all from this uh, from this lineup and from this two-striker setup that they had. And the third thing is Kansas City continues to be, and is this this isn't just for Minnesota, but because we play Kansas City so much, it seems so much worse. It just continues to be that place where we can't get a win. Yes, we won there in the playoffs last year, uh, but regular season-wise, and aside from that one playoff win, uh, just, just can't buy a win in Kansas City. Nothing seems to go Minnesota United's way when they play in KC, and tonight was a uh, prime example of that um that is really it for my three things if you guys have any big takeaways from the match tonight would love to sort of get those uh get those in the chat get those in the uh in the stream tonight i also just realized i didn't put up the overlay that i normally put up so let's go ahead and take a second and do that oh that's not it Boom. There we go. Hey, there we are. Hey, how you doing? Uh, might as well make this look good if we're going to talk about this match, right? Um, so those are my three things. We'd love to hear your takeaways. Go ahead and drop those in the chat, whether you are watching on Twitter or YouTube. Thank you so much for watching, by the way. Uh, but now we're going to get in to the game notes here. But first, we're going to talk about Ninth Street soccer and coffee. Great, great stuff happening at Ninth Street. We're getting into the fall. And you know what happens in the fall here in Minnesota. It starts to get cold and conditions start to be sort of less and less uh, optimal 
for playing outdoor soccer. Lucky for you, there is a place at 801 South Knight Street in Minneapolis called Knight Street Soccer and Coffee. And guess what? They have a place for you to play soccer, even in the harshest of conditions. Um, great indoor soccer space. The coffee shop's going to be opening soon. Uh, Minnesota United watch parties for various matches. Uh, love Knight Street Soccer and Coffee. They've been so good to us here on Post Loons. And I love giving given the opportunity to um being given the opportunity to sort of amplify their message and what they do um there's one hour and two hour weekly pickup options over at night street soccer and coffee um new pickup options coming in october including women's only pickup and 40 plus pickup so if you're sort of in that 40 plus age range and Maybe you don't think you can compete with some of these younger guys who are out there. That's totally fine. There are pickup options exclusively for people like you. Um, and if you're um, looking to maybe play women's only pickup, maybe you know you, you've tried the co-ed thing, but really maybe you want to play with with just other women. Maybe you got a group together um, and you want to go out there and play. Uh, women's only pickup available starting in October as well over at Ninth Street. Also, you can book the field for yourself. This this it's a long field. You can book half of it, or you can book the whole thing, whatever you want to do. So if you kind of want that field to yourself, you don't want to necessarily rely on a pickup time, you got a group together, you want to play, you want to make sure you have that field to yourself, you can do that at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. And also, you can bring your team to train, too. So again, this is a prime indoor soccer space, and I know indoor training space is limited in the winter here in Minnesota. Those that stuff books up fast. So if you have a team and you're looking for a place to train in the winter, might I suggest the great people over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee? They can hook you up. NinthStreetMPLS.com. N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com. Um, that's where you can go to get acquainted with everything Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Again, NinthStreetMPLS.com. Follow them at Ninth Street MPLS on Twitter and Instagram to learn about everything going on with our good friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. Really grateful to have them on board with us here on Post Loons. All right, let's get into the game notes here. Um, fortunately, not a lot, unfortunately, not a lot of it's great, but we're going to start in the fourth minute, which was a really good stretch for Minnesota United in the early going. Um, it was really a defensive miscue from Kansas City that gave Ethan Finley, that allowed Ethan Finley to sort of tee up this one-time shot from just outside the box fortunately goes off the crossbar. That's followed up by two quality chances from who knew, one with a header and uh, another one off the foot. Both end up just wide of goal. So three chances right off the bat. If you convert one of those, this is a completely different ball game. Unfortunately, you don't take advantage of the opportunity given to you. And that's compounded by the lack of options this team had. But even if this team is at full strength, if you do not convert your opportunities, a team like SKC will make you pay. They will make that hurt. And that's exactly what they did. 14th minute, uh, Daniel Shallowy uh, is wide open outside the 18. This was a defensive uh, lapse, one of many defensive lapses for Minnesota United, um, giving Shallowy this much space just outside the 18. He fires a shot on net. Miller does well to parry it away, but ends up right at the feet of uh, Kyrie Shelton. He completes the tap-in, and the hosts go up 1-0. 
22nd minute, good chance is Metinair, uh, good chance for Minnesota United, I should say, as Metinair sends one in the box from the right side, which finds the foot of Unu. Uh, he's point-blank range, really good contact, but the shot does end up going wide. Now, I will tell you, we're in the 22nd minute here. I don't have another positive sequence for Minnesota United on my notes until the 68th minute. So from the 22nd to the 68th, at least from my vantage point of the game, there was nothing sort of noteworthy uh, from a positive standpoint that happened for Minnesota United. Uh, the, the, a lot of this moving forward, obviously, is all sporting Kansas City. Uh, 32nd minute, home side nearly picks up a second goal. Jahori Hayes, not sure what he's doing. He has a chance to uh, hit a counterattack. Then he decides not to. He decides to maybe try to play it back but then he falls down and ends up turning the ball over and eventually lands at the feet of Shelton from close range, puts it off the bar. Um, so Loon's lucky to escape there without a goal, but we know that the goals would come 34th minute. Cam Duke receives a through ball in the box from Johnny Russell and Duke sends it across the box to shallowy who fires one just wide. And the onslaught is sort of capped off in the 36th minute, the first half onslaught, I should say, um, as Russell sends a bouncing pass across the box, there were so many times where it felt like when they were attacking down the right, Kansas City would send a cross in or a pass across the box, and it would just seem to skip by or over or through you know, multiple feet of Minnesota United defenders. There seemed to be a lack of positioning, lack of awareness, um, just seemed to be a step slow all night long. And a team like Kansas City is going to make you pay for that. Um, that ends up uh, at the feet of Shallowy. He doesn't miss from inside the 18. 13th of the year for Shallowy. And Kansas City is off to the races with a 2-0 lead. You think, okay, Minnesota United, we're going to go into half down 2-0. Not the end of the world. A lot of work to do, but not an uh, insurmountable deficit. Well, that kind of goes out the window in the 43rd minute. Tyler Miller makes hard contact with Kyrie Shelton, goes to VAR. SKC is awarded a penalty, rightfully so, in my opinion. Russell steps up. He converts, and all of a sudden, instead of 2-0 at half, you're down 3-0 at half. And that is a huge turning point for me in this one. Second half, I mean, Sporting Kansas City picks up right where they left off. Russell once again finds the better of DJ Taylor, this time getting space on the right, finding Cam Duke. Duke puts it away. And this one officially out of reach, 4-0 in the 52nd minute. And in the 57th, Minnesota United sort of makes a wholesale line change. Um, Raitala, Coleman, and Rosales check in for Fragapane, Taylor, and Hayes. 67th minute, you get Robin Lodon for Adi. And after the 22nd minute, this is really the only positive thing I have on my notes for Minnesota United in the 68th. As Lode gets an immediate scoring chance one minute after coming onto the pitch. Um, he gets a header off of Mettner cross, but it's wide. Um, Kansas City would continue to put the pressure on, honestly, throughout the you know the remainder, remaining 20-plus minutes, only get one, one minute of stoppage time, obviously, because of the deficit, and it ends 4-0 SKC. So a lot of work to do if you're Minnesota United, more than just getting guys healthy. Obviously, that's the first thing that you need to do and you want to do if you're Minnesota United. But it's still, there's still so much there that needs adjusted. You need to find a way 
to get consistent goal scoring output. That is one that is one thing that has eluded this team no matter which lineup is on the field. They have so much quality in the midfield and in the attack when they're at full strength. And they've had countless opportunities match after match, but the goal scoring output isn't there. And if you're going to have success at the tail end of the season, I mean, they have a tough schedule. I mean, I think 54% is the winning percentage of their teams. I think it's third or fourth highest in the league. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, I don't have the exact numbers with me, but it's it's approximately that. Um, so they have one of the toughest schedules down the stretch here over this last month and a half. If you're going to have success and find your way into the playoffs, you need to find a way to convert opportunities. It's not just getting guys back. It's converting the opportunities you have. Like I said, if they convert one of those first three opportunities in the beginning of this match, that completely turns the tide and turns the momentum. Maybe you don't win, but you 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 don't end up completely on the back foot like you were after the 14th minute when you let up that first goal. So that is one of the biggest glaring issues um, for Minnesota United. Another thing, like I said, is the depth issue. This team needs to be at full strength if they're going to compete. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They have shown that they don't really have the depth that we thought they had. They're not who we thought they were when it comes to depth. Uh, they'll need to be at full strength if they want to compete in the playoffs. Derek Swanson, good friend from Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Um, do we go back to SKC in the playoffs with a healthy roster and upset them again? I think if you have a healthy roster, you have a good shot. Like I said, with a with a full strength starting 11, I think they're among tops in the league, top five in the league for my money uh, with a full healthy starting 11. So that's where I'm at. Um, if you have any more questions or comments, feel free to leave those in the chat. Be happy to respond to those. But let's look ahead uh, to the beginning portion of that um, pretty tough schedule as we head down the stretch here. I mean, like I said, we're a month and a half away from the end of this thing. I believe we're 11 games remaining here. Um, you go, or excuse me, you go back to Allianz Field. You're back home on Saturday against LA Galaxy. Then the following Saturday, you're at home against Houston. Would be big to get another three points there because, again, the only two wins, as Chris Alphaby said, the only two wins Minnesota United has gotten in the last nine games is against Houston. So um, you need to just keep beating them uh, to give yourself a shot. And then you're at D.C. United on the 29th, which is a Wednesday. Um, so that is uh, going to be an interesting one. Not too many Eastern Conference opponents from Minnesota United this year. So it'll be really interesting to see how they fare against that Eastern Conference competition. I'll obviously, a lot of that will hinge on who's available. You can't have yellow card accumulation down the stretch, especially with the bench not playing up to the level that we thought they could. You can't – it was weird tonight. Minnesota United was playing like hyper-aggressive, like almost borderline reckless in some cases. And that's a team – that's from a team – who cannot really afford tonight, or in my opinion, at any point the remainder of the season, to have someone sent off. Like you can't afford tonight to have someone sent off. And you have, you know, Fragapane sliding tackle. You have Tyler Miller being reckless and giving up the PK. Um, you need to tighten that up too. Um, this is the fourth time, I believe, in the last month that Minnesota United has lost a player due to yellow card accumulation. Uh, they had two out due to yellow card accumulation. 
that can't happen if you're going to compete, you know, if you're going to try to solidify a playoff spot between now and the end of the season, you cannot have those mental errors to go along with the injuries. It's bad enough to have the injuries, but if you have the, you know, yellow card absences along with that, or if you get a red early in a match and get sent off and all of a sudden now you're playing with 10, if you're Minnesota United, it just, it just can't happen. You don't have the horses to overcome that. We'd love to get your thoughts, questions, comments. Feel free to drop those in the chat. Also, leave us a thumbs up if you are watching on YouTube. Going to be a couple more minutes here, guys, and we will get out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Also, big thanks to our friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. Do want to let you know that our normal 10,000 Pitches podcast is back, covering everything from the lower league and college soccer scenes here in Minnesota. Um, really cool. Dominic Jose Bazonio, um, really good soccer writer here in Minnesota. He joins me every week for the show. Um, had a really good conversation with St. Thomas head coach John Lowry last week. Um, and this week going to be talking to Milwaukee Torrent owner. Um, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be really cool. Andres Davi is the owner of the Milwaukee Torrent. So a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline with 10K. So just search 10,000 pitches in your podcast feed um, and you will see that pop up. You can also head to 10kpitches.net if you want to learn more about that. If you're also a Ford Madison fan, Rob Chapel from Madison 365 and I break down all the latest Forward Madison news every Tuesday on Talk and Flock. Um, so look up Talk and Flock in your podcast feed. Um, definitely let me, uh, you know, give us a chance if you are a fan of the Mingos. Um, really good stuff. We're always talking to somebody involved with the team. We had Aaron Malloy, who's USL League One Player of the Month, on the latest episode. So really cool stuff. Really good access that we get from the team too from that. Um, so go ahead and check that out if you have not yet as well. Um, Chris Alfby says, I just don't know how stuff is going to change. Finley's quote looms large. Yes, Finley was on, Ethan Finley was on a Star Tribune podcast a few weeks ago and talking about the, the, the squad and the identity of the squad. And he basically said, we don't have one. And that is concerning, right? When one of your star players is saying, eh, I don't know what kind of identity we have, that is uh, that's a bit of a red flag, right? Um, and I think that's manifesting itself. Um, if you're a team who has an identity, who knows exactly how they want to play, what they want to do, you are more likely to overcome adversity when you talks about when you talk about losing people and having having to have guys step up if they know exactly what's expected of them and kind of know what this team's identity is it's going to be easier for them to fall into those roles but if this team doesn't have an identity and it's kind of just up in the air you know you're just sort of relying on quality players to go out and have quality play that's only going to get you so far and when those quality players aren't on the pitch you're not going to see that be a pot, you know, it's never a positive thing, but you're, but you're not going to see uh, a lot of guys step up uh, because there's no identity. Um, Aaron Sarginian says, why are we sending guys on loan? Um, yeah. So Patrick Wea uh, got loaned to, I believe Sacramento Republic um, in the USL championship. That's going to be good for him. I'm not necessarily um, mad at that loan. Um, I think he needs minutes. He's, you know, a teenager still. So it's good to go and get him minutes wherever he can get them. I don't think he was necessarily going to fit in to Minnesota United's plans 
over the latter part of the season. Um, the timing is legit from a just from a pure view standpoint. It does not look good to send a guy off on loan when you're down six, seven guys. I get that, but it's uh, it is what it is, and I think it's going to be good for him to get those minutes. Uh, Dave Valensky. Great, great friend of Post Loons. Always checking us out. Says, felt like we were going to lose once I saw the lineup. The injuries are definitely hurting this team. Um, Dave, I'm going to disagree with you on the lineup. I was kind of excited when I saw the lineup. I think they did the best they could given the circumstances and the two-striker setup. I was interested to see how things played out there. Um, But yeah, the injuries are hurting. And they're hurting more so because there's not a uh, a lot of help on the depth side coming right now. And that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, Thank you so much for the questions and comments, guys. I'll try to get to a few more of these before we head out here. Um, Post loons. uh, We weren't able to get to you on Saturday. I apologize for that. I was out of town um, and we have a number of people lined up to, you know, fill in for certain matches when I'm not available. That doesn't happen often. Um, I believe that was only the third time this season that I had a conflict. Um, but you know, they're not required to fill in by any means. I'm simply just asking them to do so if they can, and they all have lives. So, um, that was one of those cases where we just couldn't get anybody together to do a post loons post game show. So my apologies for that, but, uh, we will try to get to you every match the rest of the way, the remainder of the season. Um, things you can do to help us is, you know, just help retweet anytime we post about post loons on Twitter. Um, you know, if you could shoot us a thumbs up on our YouTube streams, that would be awesome. And of course the questions, the comments and interaction really help, um, when it, uh, you know, it really, really helps kind of YouTube. It's an algorithm thing. It helps people find us, helps Minnesota United fans find these resources and these pieces of content that they might want to listen to or watch. Um, one more question here from Chris Alphabet or one more comment I should say, and then we will wrap it up for the night. Uh, yeah, Zeal Jackson sent on loan a few weeks ago, and apparently someone on our staff said he was one of our best finishers, just all around confusing. Yeah, um, I heard that too. Um, and the optics don't look good when you're sending out one of your best finishers when finishing and, and being clinical in the final third has been one of your biggest Achilles heels, right? But Azeel Jackson is another really young guy that I think can benefit getting starting consistent minutes elsewhere. Now, again, timing-wise, it's not great. And again, this was a few weeks ago when Minnesota United didn't have a lot of these injury issues. So maybe give them a pass there. But yeah, the handful of guys you have out on loan, it'd be really nice to have them right now, given the injury issues. But it is what it is. This stuff happens. I think getting these guys minutes like Patrick Wea, Zeal Jackson, a number of other guys that they've sent on loan, I think it will help them in the future. Um, Obviously, this season, we're hoping for a little bit more from this Minnesota United team, and maybe they can make a run again if they get healthy. Um, But, yeah, you'd like to have as many horses in the stable as possible right now, and they they just don't have it. And a lot of that is bad luck with injuries and yellow card accumulation. Um, But I do think there is something to be said from a front office side, um, you know, making sure you have the right guys in and available when these things happen. Um, They've made judgment calls on who to send out on loan, who to, um, you know, get rid of, who to bring in, who to keep. Right. 
Um, and so eventually if the results don't come, that that goes back on, on the front office and it goes back on Adrian Heath as it should. So my response to that is let's let this play out. Let's see in a few weeks where this team is. If we get to October and Minnesota United's on the outside looking in and they've scored, you know, one or two goals between now and the beginning of the month, then I think we can be in a better position to criticize uh, these decisions. Uh, but I appreciate all of the insight, all of the feedback, all of the questions, all of the comments, all of the the views, the interaction. I mean, it's so cool, guys, to see how much um, you know this this post loons thing has sort of grown. This is something I know that's you know you guys probably weren't used to. Um, you know, weren't really expecting heading into the season. So the fact that you guys have stuck with us and you know tune in after wins, tune in after losses, after home games, after road games, after you know, whether we're going on at 9.30 or 12.30 or noon the next day, um, you know, you guys are here to uh, to check it out. So I really do appreciate it. Um, on your way out, if you could give that YouTube stream a thumbs up, that would be great. Um, so we'll be back Saturday. LA Galaxy. If you can get three points at home there, sort of changes things a little bit, right? Um, it'll be interesting to see who's available, who's not available. Uh, and then you get another full week off before hopefully you can get another three points against Houston. So all is not lost. Red flags going up everywhere. This is a really bad loss. One of the worst that Minnesota United has had in a very long time, but you're still inside the playoff. You know, you're, you're above the playoff line and you have opportunities. You control your own destiny if you're Minnesota United. So that is one thing I think you can take and at least try to find a little bit of solace in is we, if we can get the guys back that we need, if Minnesota United can get the guys back that they need, then um, they put themselves in a good position to get into the playoffs. And if you can get into the playoffs, anything can happen for Minnesota United again, as long as you're healthy. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into Post Loons. We'll catch you Saturday night. See ya.